0: Welcome into another episode of mic Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com.
1: Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Make sure you visit them in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at DowntownLube.com for that full list of services. Not a matter of if, matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. So again, get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube.
0: And welcome into the show. We appreciate you all... Listening, joining in with us uh, weekly now as we talk about everything. And we have another kind of crazy week. It's a, there's almost like a lull of like, what are we going to talk about this week? And then once something happens, it feels like everything happens. And last night it was the news of Jim Harbaugh, which I think is huge mm-hmm. news. And I think if you're a Michigan fan, you're almost you're grateful for what he did for you. But also maybe questioning why he's leaving because Jim Harbaugh has agreed uh, to become the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, which is an interesting move. I don't know why I didn't put this together. I knew that he played for the Bears. I knew that he played for the Colts. I forgot that he was a Charger for a while and still, uh, until people started tweeting out the picture, but I, I completely yeah. forgot about that one.
1: I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that he did play for the Chargers. I only knew about the Colts and the Bears. Yep. And then in his like pretty much goodbye to Michigan, it was... You know, I always loved my time in San Diego with the Chargers when they were there and the the owners and the family and how welcoming they were. And he's like, clearly that hasn't changed a bit, and they're putting together everything uh, for a winner, and they just haven't hit on their coach. And he didn't say that part necessarily, but he's like, we're ready to rock and roll. we got everything in place. It's just time to kind of move forward and and change the culture (laughs) a little bit. And maybe (laughs) were Michigan fans just, like, set on him returning? They didn't think he would leave after winning the national title? Because I felt like everybody else was like, yeah, he is, he's gone. Like, he won a national yeah. title and is like, deuces. I am out of here in these cheating uh-huh. allegations. Yeah,
0: I don't even know if he – was he even recruiting anymore? I'm sure that he <laughs> – he probably was. It's, I'm not trying to, like, say that he was a bad coach or, or did things wrong, but was he? Because he, like, immediately started taking interviews. I mean, there was even rumors <laughs> yeah. for the college football playoff practices. Like, ooh, they, they moved them to SoFi, actually. I'm sure that the Chargers like, yeah, come on over here, Jim. We'll talk to you. You mm-hmm. can have your practices at our facilities. Why don't you take a tour while you're here?
1: <laughs> you know, talk percent. to the owners.
0: <laughs> exactly. And
1: it's just like, it's also the fact that, you know, maybe he did have like a half a foot out and, you know, in these recruiting meetings. The only thing he's got to say is like, who's got it better than us? Nobody, because we're the national champions. Yeah. And, uh, I'm out of here because now it's my turn to go chase a Lombardi since I've lost one to my brother.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the things I love most about Jim Harbaugh, too, we were talking about teams he played for. I, are you familiar with the show Saved by the Bell? Are you too young for that?
1: Um, I'm too young to have seen any of the episodes and like know and like uh-huh. know the characters, but I know of the show. Yeah. So one of my,
0: I guess, one of the reasons why I was a fan of Jim Harbaugh growing up, obviously, he played quarterback in the NFL, but he was also I don't know if he made multiple appearances, but he was on the TV show Saved by the Bell. He played Screech's cousin. and I, I want to say it was a couple different episodes that he would come in on. Maybe it was just one episode that I saw a couple different times, but he was <laughs> in Saved by the Bell, which is one of the reasons why I liked Jim Harbaugh. I can't even remember when he started coaching. I was like, oh, all right, that's cool. That's the dude from Saved by the Bell. So <laughs> <laughs> And then I kind of won on him. his cousin's
1: a coach? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, this guy, really he really plays football? I thought that was just for the TV show. Uh, no, it's, he is a real football player. Uh, t- I did. I totally forgot that he played for the Chargers, though. It's kind of cool, I guess, that he gets to go back and, and do it in the NFL. I think a lot of guys are – when you decide to be a coach, I think a lot of people have to decide, are you going to be in the NFL or are you going to be in college? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them, if you're good with people – and you're a good recruiter, you can excel in college. If you're more of the X's and O's kind of guy, you can excel in the NFL. Jim Harbaugh is going to get the chance to do uh, both. I mean, I remember him building that Stanford program where yeah. no one else has been able to do what he was doing at Stanford, uh, not with the academic requirements that they have. And they were very good on the football field too. And then he went and he did it in the NFL. He went back to college. And I we've all been keeping track of that story of, Almost getting fired, having to take a pay cut, then winning the national championship at Michigan for the first time in like 25 years. Yeah, uh, it, It's an impressive story. And then for him to go back to the Chargers, uh, obviously you and I are Chiefs fans. I did see a lot of Chiefs fans already congratulating the Chargers because they will be picked to win the AFC
1: West next year. Six-time uh, <laughs> off-season champs, baby.
0: That AFC West... The coaches over there, though, I mean, obviously you have Andy Reid now, uh, you have Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. Sean
1: Payton and Alex Pierce or Alex Yeah, Pierce, and
0: Antonio Pierce. Pierce now with Antonio, the Raiders. God,
1: I'm thinking receiver here. My bad. Yeah.
0: And that's another ex NFL player who did a, a really good job mm-hmm. as well. I, I thought he should have gotten the job, just based off see how his, they played. Uh,
1: the end of his press conference with the media. Huh. I He's didn't. like, we've started a tradition here. Like after every. When in the locker room with the team, you know, we all yell Raiders, and so he was like, "All right, you know, we got a big crowd in here. Go ahead and warm your voices up real quick." And it did the Raiders thing into the microphone, which, as a Chiefs yeah. fan, I think is the dumbest thing in the freaking world. <laughs> but at the same time, like, if you were we're in not that sitting locker here, and yeah, like if I'm just sitting there screaming Raiders, like that would be uh-huh. <laughs> trying to like it, remove myself from the Chiefs fan, like that would actually be kind of dope. But if as Big a Red fan, did like, you it, guys are
0: stupid. If Andy Reid did it, you'd be rock hard.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, how about the cheese, cool dog? Well, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing better so, than getting bricked up with Reid looking at you and being like, how about those <laughs> cheese? This mean, is
0: a this frozen mustache.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good thing I'm sitting down.
0: <laughs> Which is going to be a wonderful Halloween costume next year. And I've already seen it printed oh, yeah. on shirts and stuff. It's, that's a good meme. I, I love all of it. Pretty much oh, yeah. everything Andy Reid related.
1: But back to, to Harbaugh being the coach here. Two things. I don't like that he's with the Chargers because the Chargers have been the biggest what-if team for, like, the mm-hmm. last decade and a half, it seems like. Um, and now we're sitting here looking at it of why are you going to be in the AFC with your brother? You're going to have to meet him. In yeah. If you guys both reach the AFC championship game, one of you's not making it to the Super Bowl, and I thought it would be awesome to see him and his brother have another Super Bowl rematch if they were both able to make it or he makes it through the mm-hmm. NFC because, honestly, the NFC, in a way, seems much easier. Oh, for sure. Like I was thinking about this today. Who's the best quarterback in the NFC? Not the best team, just standalone quarterback in the NFC. Like, who is it?
0: Well, even I, my mind immediately went to Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. But even with that one, it's like, are we still saying that? Yeah. Uh, this is just—it's wrong. But my second, I thought of Jordan Love.
1: I uh, yeah. <laughs> Kurt Cousins, uh Kyler Murray, Matthew argument? Stafford, but like Dak. This it's not great. It, I don't I know that the answer any answer quarterback. Right. I don't know if any of these guys
0: are a top five quarterback. I mean just obviously Patrick Mahomes, Josh mm-hmm. Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. You probably put Deshaun Watson even over those guys maybe. Yeah, there's there go uh, If he plays well, C.J.
1: Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, yeah. maybe Will Levis with the Titans. A.F.C. North: Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson. Mason Rudolph had a strong end of the year. It looks <laughs> like he's going to be a starting quarterback for them going next year. I'm not saying he's doing anything great, but whatever. A.F.C. East: Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tua. Got oh, like,
0: yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Like, yep. Forgot about him. Like, is you is just see what he does when he comes back. Yeah, uh, yeah. The NFC does seem a lot easier than the AFC. I don't know. I, it flips rapidly sometimes, but it's also wild too. I mean, people are not shying away from the AFC, and I get it because you know, you're a competitor. You want you want to beat those teams. Like you want to take the Chiefs off the top, but uh, it, it'll be a tough road. Like you said, they have always been kind of that "what if" team. What if they were healthy? Yeah. We'll see what happens with Harbaugh. Uh, He did it with the 49ers. He did it with Michigan. Like I said, he's been very good at every stop. Even when things look bad at Michigan, he climbed out of that hole and won a national championship there. So I think that he will probably find success with the Chargers. Uh, I'm not too worried about anybody knocking the Chiefs off of the top just yet, but I do think it's going to make it tough. I mean, the Chiefs, uh, they've been really exposed this year. Uh, especially on their offense. Their defense Mm -hmm. is probably not getting enough credit. They've been really exposed uh, for having a a little bit of a weak offense or a down year even. See what kind of roster Harbaugh can bring and and build and what he can do with Justin Herbert, if if he can get the most out of him. Uh, Because at times, Herbert looks like he's in that top tier of quarterback. Uh, It feels like every time you know we've watched the Chiefs versus Chargers together multiple times. Every time, it's like, I can't believe what Justin Herbert just did. <laughs> yeah. You should not be able to complete that throw, and, and he did. I mean, so. Even his
1: first start in the NFL being against Kansas City when he wasn't expected to. like, yep. Dude almost beat the Chiefs right there, and it's like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. All right, yeah, this guy's a real deal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so uh, I'm kind of
0: happy for him, for Jim Harbaugh, in a way, uh, but also kind of nervous as a Chiefs fan. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, And then some other moves were made as well with the head coaches. Uh, Had a couple of them today, even. The Raiders, like we said, they're going to go with Antonio Pierce. He was an interim head coach there. Did a good job. Definitely won over the players. I even saw some reports. I don't know if they were true or not. Of Some of the players saying, like, hey, if it's not Antonio Pierce, I'm going to be Trade request. That was Max Crosby. And Mark Davis is
1: like, well, all right, I guess we don't have a choice here.
0: (laughs) Yep. And then the Cincinnati Bengals uh, offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, he took the Titans job, which I thought was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm just not as up-to-date on a lot of the coordinators like I used to be. So this was uh, an intriguing one. But when when you sit down and think about it, Cincinnati was still very good offensively, and they lost Joe Joe Burrow. So they were still putting up points. Uh, with uh, next to nobody at quarterback. So it makes sense. Uh, I'm excited to see what can happen with the Titans with these new coaching hires just because they've always been a team kind of on the verge, but they've never been super exciting offensively. Their offense for the last five years has been, we're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry. He's going to win his football games. And it sounds like Derrick Henry is probably not coming back. I mean, he gave his yeah. farewell to the Titans fan base, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Surely the Panthers. He's a Raven next year. Oh God, I, that would be terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be. But I think that makes the most sense.
0: It, it immediately makes sense. Like that—that that is such a good pair for that offense and what Derrick Henry can do. Try—I mean, he's at the stage where it's—it is definitely okay for him. Go try to be on a competitive team where (laughs) you're going to get a ring. You
1: go chase the ring, my guy.
0: Yeah. The Panthers made their head coach hire. Bucks offensive coordinator, Dave Canales. uh, You did good with Tampa Bay this year. Uh, Congratulations. I don't know much about him at all to give really like a good analysis. And then right before we started to record today, uh, the Falcons hired a head coach, Raheem Morris, who has been the interim head coach there before. He was the head coach of the Buccaneers for a short amount of time uh, before he got let go. That's an interesting rehire, and even like I think it's more telling that Bill Belichick was so tied to that Falcons job. Two interviews. And they went in a different direction with yeah. a guy who's who's been a head coach before, but um, also a
1: defensive coordinator. So it's yeah. like you're taking this guy over Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if Belichick is still trying to get in on the, some of the GM moves like, Hey, I want so much say yeah, over roster control. Um, because I, mean, we've had four jobs filled so far. None of them are Belichick. And when he is, when they mutually split ways, it was like, Oh, he's going to have his choice of where he gets to go. Well, now you're down to the Seahawks and the commanders. That's it. And both those teams have their GM in place. Now the commanders just hired a new one. So, uh, Maybe we see Belichick have to take a gap year, uh, where I I don't know. Maybe he goes and he does some. I mean, him or
1: Like, there's possibility right. Vrabel doesn't make it. Um, uh-huh. You know, we were talking about Nick Saban getting on the College Game Day desk. That being a real possibility. Maybe Saban's like, yeah, you know, I'll take one of these gigs with Fox or. Or CBS on a pregame thing, mm-hmm. and just kind of see where it goes there. I'd be interested to see that. Maybe he goes to the NFL Network as well. He's done a lot of stuff with them. Uh, mm-hmm. But with the Rams taking Raheem Morris, I, I kind of like this move. Like he's been the, the defensive coordinator for the Rams as of late, and you know they've had some studs there on that defense, of course with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, mm-hmm. With Aaron Donald getting older and them kind of trying to not necessarily find a replacement, but just add pieces around him as that salary cap for Donald continues to increase. They're like, okay, we got to get some young guys in here. We moved on from Jalen Ramsey. You're moving on from some other safeties as their contracts are coming up. It's like you just can't afford to pay these guys. They have been able to find guys in the draft and then put them in the defense and develop them throughout the year to where they're making immediate impacts and they're making plays. And that Rams defense was – I mean, it wasn't fantastic – but it was competitive. It got better throughout the year, mm-hmm. and I think if you're the or the Falcons here, you're looking at your offense saying, "Okay, we just need someone to come in here and orchestrate this, and we'll be fine." Defensively, though, we need someone to just kind of reset this entire vibe uh, and get it rolling and change the culture. So I think if you're the Falcons with Raheem Morris right here, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, real possibility.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely could be, and you you probably want to pair Raheem Morris with a, a strong offensive guy. That seems to be the trend still in the NFL of hiring a defensive-minded coach. going out Johnson and Johnson might
1: be another one, or Brian Johnson, excuse me, the Eagles offensive coordinator that just got fired.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a, a ton of possibilities there. Like I said, two job openings left, the Seahawks and the Commanders. A lot of names out there. It's crazy because Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job. Bill Belichick doesn't have a job. Pete Carroll doesn't have a job. There's only two left. Like Somebody has to get left out. Uh, or maybe even all three of them, uh, because uh, the Lions coordinators have been very popular. Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator there, and Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator there. It, it kind of feels like maybe those two guys would even be possibilities to get a head coaching job, but somebody's going to get left out, and I, it's probably going to be Belichick, like, which is crazy. Wow. crazy. Who do you to think,
1: think the Seahawks go with?
0: I want to say Vrabel, but maybe that's just – I an easy
1: thing answer
0: yeah. because I can't believe he's available. I almost said he's yeah. a free agent, but, but, you know, also there was talk of like, if you wanted Vrabel or Belichick, you'd have to trade for them. Nobody wanted to trade for them. So that's yeah. why they got fired. So maybe there's just not really that interest. Uh, Dan Quinn is another one. He, it feels like he interviews for jobs all the time too. I, but I just don't know that he's going to get either one of these jobs either. It's probably going to be you know, some some other coordinator that's doing yeah really well. For, uh,
1: the commanders, the general manager that they got was the assistant general manager uh, in San Francisco, and we've both heard from there that you know their assistant general manager was doing a lot of you know kind of the, the hard work there and John Lynch was more of just the face of the general manager role. And so for them going forward, I do wonder how different that's going to be. Uh, with San Francisco because we've seen them just be able to find talent and, and make things work and do great in the off season, you know, and adding pieces to come in and make an immediate impact and, you know, every round of the draft as well, clearly with Brock Purdy. Now he's with the commanders. And I think if you're the commanders looking for a coach, I love the idea of Ben Johnson as your head coach, the current offensive coordinator for the Lions. And then you bring in Kellen Moore, who did not get the the head coaching job in uh, L.A. with the Chargers. He had interviewed, didn't get it. He was the O.C. there last year. But I think if you get Ben Johnson over there as the head coach, Kellen Moore as the O.C., and then you find a defensive coordinator, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And maybe maybe you look at Vrabel and say, hey, you didn't get a head coach. You just want to come be a D.C. for a year, have some yeah. fun. Like, let's just <laughs> let's make some stuff happen over here.
0: You know, I would. I don't think this would happen. I'd love to see Belichick go be a defensive coordinator again. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would hey, be you,
1: very enjoyable.
0: You weren't great as a GM. You were probably the greatest coach of all time. I don't know, because I'm starting to lean more Brady than Belichick <laughs> over these last couple uh-huh. of years. But there's no arguing. His defenses were phenomenal. So it would be interesting. Uh, let's also talk about some of these playoff games. Uh, we had a lot of playoff games happen uh, last weekend. We had the Bills and the Chiefs game. Uh, you and I were both very nervous about this game I think we both picked the bills to win and then the Chiefs come out on top uh once again it just it's almost unbelievable that they actually did it because <laughs> this team has not played well this year and then they find a way to win in Buffalo it was a pretty impressive win 2724 cold weather game uh, but they played very well and they come out with the W
1: and I legit feel bad for Josh Allen. What a fantastic game. We've heard it from everyone else in the media, you know, feeling bad for Josh Allen or making all these excuses for it instead of giving the praise to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But, like, yes, the Chiefs come out victorious. But, like, let's let's also be honest with ourselves. And I'm saying this as a Chiefs fan. Like, I went into the Miami game thinking, like, all right, there's a possibility they shoot themselves in the foot and they lose this game to Miami at home, coming in, getting ready to make a difference. They're dealing with a bunch of injuries on defense. Chiefs are able to exploit that, make a difference, win the football game. Coming into Buffalo, thought the same thing. This is Josh Allen's time to shine. His moment in Buffalo. Fans are going to be wild. They were. It was a great atmosphere. That defense is also depleted with injuries, and it was kind of like, all right, the Chiefs are able to make enough plays, exploit those weaknesses, score the football, and win the game. Now we're sitting here coming into Baltimore, and I know we'll get into more here in a little bit, but I'm legit worried about it because Baltimore <laughs> is getting very healthy right yeah, now. Yeah, just stay but worried. Like, a, 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 again here with Buffalo, it's like, did the Chiefs get lucky in this win? Like if, the, if Bass makes the kick, you know, it's, I guess we'll never know. But like if Bass makes the kick and you go to overtime, are the Bills the one in the AFC Championship game here in Buffalo?
0: Yeah. And I was really, it's weird to say, I was rooting for him to make it uh, because that would have tied the game. I wanted to see another situation where Patrick Mahomes got the ball with a couple timeouts late. Uh, So when he missed the field goal, it was really weird. I was actually pretty disappointed that he missed it. I obviously wanted the chiefs to win, but I wanted him to make that field goal. Even if the chiefs had to win it in overtime, I was rooting for that field goal. So when he missed it, it was, it was a letdown for me. Uh, Maybe as much of a letdown as it was for bills fans. Who's, once again, have to suffer with the wide right and the missed field goals. It's just, it's a tough thing. I, I don't know that many Bills fans thought, like, okay, this is our final year. This is our last go, our last dance. But it felt like they're close. Like, your window is closing.
1: Well, we thought it's- it was slammed shut at one point, <laughs> And then it just kind of opened back up, and it's like, oh, all right, they might actually have that sucker wide open again. Here we go, we're rolling. Yeah, bam, slam shut. But again.
0: I, I think the thing that was maybe even more enjoyable to watch than the actual football game was Jason Kelsey in the stands. Oh. Uh, like watching the game on TV was great. They showed him a couple times, but also just being able to follow along on Twitter and see what he was doing. And then obviously they have their podcast that comes out every Wednesday. I. I need to like do a better job of actually listening to it, but I catch the clips, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, here we go. The fact that that's the first time he met Taylor Swift, the first time Jason Kelsey met Taylor Swift. I didn't, realize Swift. That. I didn't either. I thought like it probably was his first time, uh, just because I mean, he's been playing in a uh, season as well. But for him to meet her for the first time and be like, you know what, yeah, I am going to take my shirt off. I am going to jump out of this suite and I'm going to chug beers with the fans. And then, even doing other things like uh, finding a little girl in the stands that had like a Taylor Swift sign and be like, uh-huh. I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to let you see Taylor Swift.
1: Like, they, okay, I've, I've said like maybe two sentences to Taylor. Let me call in a fan <laughs> and have you come over and wave. <laughs>
0: yeah, we don't know each other, but.
1: You better say know, hi. But. You know, we're judging you right now. This is your test. Mm-hmm. How nice are you?
0: I don't know that there's a more likable person in the world right now than Jason Kelsey.
1: The uh, entire I mean, Kelsey family, like, they are just yep. loved by everybody. <laughs> and I think the NFL had even told, I think they came out and said it or someone did, that the NFL couldn't pay a PR team to do as well of a representation of the NFL of a family than what the Kelseys have done for them. Mm-hmm. Like, it just the image that they've displayed for the NFL and just how great it is and the people and players that they have playing in their league. Like, it's just a great example. And they're on every commercial that you turn on. But we got to see Travis Kelsey this season in so many commercials. I think next year, like, we're going to see so many of Jason Kelsey as well on a national level. I'm sure he's in a ton in the Philadelphia area and market. But I'm thinking, like, national-wise, he's going to be getting some of these brand deals as well because he's just just a fantastic human being.
0: Yeah. And his wife, too, who's been getting some more attention as well, which it seems like she should – uh, even, uh, Jason said on the podcast, like this isn't a situation where I'm asking for forgiveness or I'm not asking for permission. I'm just, I'm going to do it. And then uh-huh. she came out and I think she tweeted it or commented on Instagram. Like, well, I'm going to say the same thing when I grab the keys and go get a new cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, they are. And I tweeted, this, I'll read my tweets. <laughs> Jason Kelsey is my new answer to that dinner party question of like name four people that you would like to have dinner with dead or alive. Homeboy just went to the top of my list. <laughs> he would be an absolute riot at a dinner party, especially That's if I could get some of my other people involved. Yeah. I mean, he would be wonderful. Like I almost want to get some other people, um like Jason Kelsey, Barack Obama, Ted Williams has always been on my list.
1: Uh huh.
0: What a what an event that would be to Shane have Jason Gillis,
1: Kelsey. He's kind of sneaking up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Come on, Shane, lighten the mood a little bit. We're all a little nervous here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, crack some jokes about uh, race or politics or something like that. Uh, but Jason Kelsey, like, even watching him jump out of the suite, too, be like, dang, that was an athletic move.
1: Or you how about this? In the suite.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or ripping off your shirt and being like, this a, that's an NFL offensive lineman. Those guys that everybody's like, oh, you're just, you're fat, you're not athletic. He proved all of that wrong on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> hey, not even heavy, on the field
1: but but that's all it's all tight it's all tight fat yeah. you know what i mean it's yeah it's good like yeah, no gives you one of those guys that retires and just becomes shredded yeah like sometimes
0: you see these guys and you assume like okay you're an offensive lineman you're probably fat but if we saw that guy just walking around with normal people all right damn he's in great shape like he's he's just a thick dude that's mm-hmm. jason kelsey you didn't look at him in the stands and be like, oh, look at this lard ass. He's so sloppy. No, that's a well-put-together guy. Like, no wonder he's, uh, like, one of America's sexiest men or whatever.
1: Yeah. Hey, helping, <laughs> it's helping us out, man. Love it. One for the big guys. The yeah, dub. big
0: guys with beards. Uh, that's uh, our type. Probably your type, too, if you're listening to this. Uh, but also, we had the 49ers and Packers game. The 49ers just look like they're peaking at the right time, mm-hmm. too, which was a very good game. Uh, I thought Jordan Love played pretty well, too. Brock Purdy had some haters of like, oh, man, he didn't really do anything in that final drive. I've I've questioned him, too, but he made some throws on that last drive. I think it was the Christian McCaffrey touchdown that really sealed it for him. But Brock Purdy did look really good, and he made some impressive throws. Uh, He might have that clutch gene. I don't know what they were doing at Iowa State. Maybe just not using him right, but he looked very good in this game, too.
1: I mean, honestly, dude, like, I, I remember questioning it when he's come through the process of, like, why do we look at Brock Purdy, a guy who went into Iowa State and found ways to win and compete, four-year starter, and it's like, this guy's just not getting any love. And I remember mm-hmm. you guys were just kind of like, you yeah, know, there's just a the size, you know, there wasn't any really out of the town, it's Iowa State, like, da 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 It was kind of always one of those things where I was like, man, like, Brock Purdy just played it. I mean, you just, if you can do something at Iowa State as a quarterback, which we've just yet to see, and then he does it, it's like, all right, wow, like it just always caught my attention. And I'm not saying, like, oh, I predicted this. Like, if you got a starting opportunity to do, it's going to be it, mm-hmm. right? But, like, he's just – he makes the right place. He makes the right decision. And when it comes time to need to make that throw, more times than not, he has. And, like, mm-hmm. that throw across the middle uh, where it's over the defender and it just it gets right over the fingertips, comes down to his receiver, and then he gets popped in the back. Because if he sails out a little bit more, that's an interception. And the Packers probably win that football game. And for the Packers here with Jordan Love, you guys have done it again. It's official. (laughs) You put him in a spot to go down the field with just a little over a minute or just under to go down and and win the football game uh, and see a real Aaron Rodgers-esque type of game-winning drive. And it looked like that's what we were getting ready to see. He just got too much in that mindset of, like, I have to make a play when really – you could have probably just ran for a little bit or stepped out of bounds and just lived to see another day. And and who knows, maybe we're having a different conversation. But it was definitely a learning lesson. It's a tough time to have to learn it. But going forward, the Packers are a team to look out for. And they just fired their defensive coordinator, which everybody was having problems with this last year. Fan-wise, was like, we're just sick of Joe Barry. They find the right defensive coordinator. (laughs) Oof. Yikes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Jordan Love, he just had a little too much Brett Favre in him still. Give him a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. He'll rein that in uh, probably so by next year. Uh, it, it'll be fine. And then the Packers will be good uh, once again. But I mean, also just a very impressive year for Packers fans too. I think that they would be one to tell you like, I, I think if you told him at the beginning of the season, Hey, you guys are going to go to the divisional round. Your quarterback looks amazing, but you're going to lose to the 49ers. That's right. almost a, a, as good as this season could have gone for them. Be, eh, Outside of winning a Super Bowl, obviously, is what you want to do. But that's a very impressive season. And I think Packers fans would have been happy with that if they would have known it coming in. But it does. It looks like they probably have another good one. Uh, Ravens and Texans, that one was never really even close. I I think that the Ravens just showed their experience of a a coach that's been there before, a team that's been there before. And the Texans are still just super young. I I love what the Texans are doing. Uh, They're one of the best up-and-coming teams but you ran into what might be the best team in the NFL this year in the in the Ravens.
1: Yeah. I mean, just an absolute juggernaut in the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, just absolutely dominated the defense for the Ravens dominated. And like you said, the Texans are just too young of a team. Uh, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely terrified getting ready for the Ravens on <laughs> Sunday. Uh, that last game though, in the NFC bucks versus lions, uh, a fun game, the lions ended up kind of running away with it. Um, Congrats to the Lions though dude like every speech that you saw of Dan Campbell when he first got to Detroit I mean you've seen it all over social media if you've been on lately just of the all these speeches hit different now and they a thousand percent do and it mm-hmm. makes me wonder here with these new head coaching jobs like okay Alec, I'm gonna pay a little bit more attention to these speeches and kind of just wait to see because the Lions made the right decision and we <laughs> all cracked jokes about the biting kneecaps Brother, they're biting them. And I mean, they're gobbling mm-hmm. that shit up, and they're coming yeah. for another set this next weekend.
0: I think a lot of us, even when we saw the Dan Campbell stuff, it's like, what are you talking about, biting kneecaps? But also, even if you were making fun of him, I think we all have that honest thought of, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm, if not, I'm, in I'm the ready locker, to play. <laughs>
1: like, shit. <laughs> I'm strapping yeah. up a little tighter.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's really passionate, and he probably shouldn't have said biting kneecaps, but also, yeah, I'll do it because he's. <laughs> He's becoming one of my favorite coaches, too, uh, because of the sound bites. And just look at the way that people are already looking at his coaching tree uh, for what he's done with coordinators. They, they play well yeah. offensively. They play well defensively. Uh, it's really cool to see Dan Campbell do it, um, which leads us to this weekend, where I am actually rooting for the Lions. I, I like this story. I don't know if they're good enough to beat the 49ers, but I want them to. Uh, and I will be rooting for them. I, I, probably pretty hard. I had nothing against the 49ers. I just, I like what Dan Campbell's doing. I want to see Jared Goff get a Super Bowl outside of the Rams. There's just so many different little things that has me rooting for the Lions.
1: And I'm right there with you. Um, and for the Buccaneers, my only question, does Baker return? That's something we'll see uh, kind of going forward. But the, mm-hmm. the Lions versus 49ers game, that's, it's going to be a fun one. And I hope it's a, a back-and-forth game. And then I hope it just comes down to who overpowers who. And we really see Detroit just kind of show that fierceness, right? And hopefully their offensive line can stay healthy. Um, I think it was Taylor Ragney that was dealing with several injuries last week's game within his knees and his ankles, and he just kept coming back and playing, just showing that that real grit that the Lions have. Um, But I'm actually going to pick the Lions. I think I wrote the Niners here, and I was going to have the thought of, like, do you think the Niners will be able to compete – or hold that physicality that the Lions are going to bring? Or do you think it'll catch them by surprise? Because the Niners are kind of more of that finesse team, right? We're is not he... really seeing that whole, like, we're just going to beat the tar out of you.
0: Yeah. As far as bets go, the 49ers are favored by seven points. So as far as bets, I would definitely take the Lions because they've run the football so well, mm-hmm. and the, the 49ers really struggled. and I, They even said it on the broadcast, so I won't pretend like this is my research that I've done. But nobody ran the ball against the 49ers all year because they were able to jump out to early leads and you had to throw the ball to try to catch up. So, like, hats off to what they did offensively. But I think the Packers kind of exposed some things and and showed that you can run the ball against the 49ers. Teams just couldn't do it throughout the year. But now you're playing against other very good teams. The Packers ran all over them. I think the Lions are going to be able to as well with Montgomery and um, Gibbs. Gibbs. Those are two very good running backs. Uh, the Lions use play action very well with Jared Goff. You've got some stars on the outside. I think the Lions can definitely give them trouble. I think they can cover that spread. But it, it, picking a winner, I do think the 49ers are going to win. Part of it is because I want the Lions to win so badly. And that would just be too perfect for me. And what I would like to see is I want to see a Lions-Chiefs Super Bowl
1: my man. You got a little I, I worried there for a second.
0: I think it would be really cool just that's how we started the season. And to yes. end it the same way uh, yeah. of like, yep. he, the Lions, you beat us in Arrowhead. It would give the Chiefs some motivation. Um, and not that you need any more extra motivation to win a Super uh-huh. Bowl. But it, there is a little bit to like, okay, you beat us week one to open the season. But then there's also that little extra piece of motivation for the Lions of, like, people thought that was a fluke in week one. Now here we are. This is our time to do it. So I'm rooting for a Chiefs-Lions Super Bowl. But honestly, if the Chiefs are out, I want Ravens 49ers. Yeah, So um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain my brain.
1: Screw you, (laughs) Lions.
0: Yeah, because if the Chiefs lose and they're out, it's like, okay, Ravens are in. Who do I want you to play? The 49ers. Because everybody's been sharing the Super Bowl logo of like the NFL scripted. It's going to be the Ravens and the 49ers. Sure, I'm in. (laughs) <laughs> make it happen so, that's uh, tell your jokes too, about like, it being
1: <laughs> the NFL realized like everyone's catching it on they're like oh shoot like we got to we got to switch this up chiefs lions mix them up mm-hmm. no one no one can be suspicious of this again but <laughs> at the same time you really never know um and that is my concern here with the ravens and chiefs game like i'm actually going to pick the ravens to win this game uh due to the fact of what i said earlier of i thought the the dolphins could come in and get a win Uh, And I thought the chiefs going to Buffalo would, would be just kind of Josh Allen's time. But now I'm sitting here and we get to the Ravens and I just have this sense of confidence of like the defense for the chiefs is going to be able to disrupt what the Ravens want to do. Uh, And they're going to force Lamar Jackson to throw. And it's like, now that I've gained some type of confidence here, it's going to bite me in the ass. And Lamar Jackson is going to annihilate the Kansas city chiefs and they're going to lose (laughs) to Baltimore. And I'm going to be a sad guy. So, I like I essentially just have to pick the Ravens, but it's like this sense of confidence in the Chiefs of like you got Patrick Mahomes and you got one of the best defenses Mm -hmm. in the NFL that holds teams to under 10 points in the second half. And Mahomes just lights it up in the fourth quarter. So like that confidence is there. But it's like, why do I have that now? But I didn't the last two weeks. So that's (laughs) what makes me think they lose now. I've done it to myself (laughs) and I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, you just jinxed your jinx. Uh, you, yeah, you know. like I'm not
1: I like I've not had fun the last three weeks because I've just been waiting for them to lose and now where it's like I think they win. They're gonna lose. Yeah. So I'm just saying it.
0: <laughs> I'm I get it 'cause I'm kinda right there with you of like I was so nervous about the Bills. Uh I don't even remember who they played the week before that. I was just Dolphins. super nervous. Yeah, the Dolphins. Like man, they could throw all over this defense and maybe expose them. But now I feel a little bit confident with the Ravens, which is it, it sucks because that is going to be the undoing of the Kansas City Chiefs. Is my yeah. confidence, not anything that happens on the field. It's the fact <laughs> that I have a podcast and now have said that I'm confident in the Chiefs and to win this week. Why?
1: Like, why do we think that? Like, why are sports fans? And it's something you and I have like. When we talked about TCU a couple of years ago, it was like every time you shot on them, it was like they got stronger and better all the way to mm-hmm. a national title. And in the moment, it was like, you know what? I actually kind of want to see it. It's like, yeah, we suck now, and we're going to drop an egg and lose by like 40. But why does yep. why does what we say impact what the Chiefs are able to do on the field? Why do we think that? Yeah, I, we'll see. They, but now I mean, I'm they worried have. because Marlon Humphrey's coming back. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews mm-hmm. might be coming back. Just... Yep.
0: I don't remember which account I saw this week. They posted a picture of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and like name a scarier duo that's ever played in the NFL. And some chiefs fans tried to tweet out like other chiefs players, guys, what are we doing? Ed Reed (laughs) and Ray Lewis. What are you going to do? Derek Derek Thomas and and Neil Smith were great, but like, no, this is maybe the best linebacker of all time and the best safety of all time. And they play it on the same team. Like we don't have, we have to win Super Bowls. every yeah. argument. Like this is an invalid argument. Stop with Lejarius Sneed and, and whoever else that you want to say is up there. That is the winner. It's Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. There's not a more intimidating defensive duo of all time. I don't think.
1: I mean, if it becomes. Jerry Sneed and Nick Bolton, I wouldn't be upset. But we need <laughs> yeah, to see love it for it. a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I was a little bit young when Ray Lewis and Ed Reed started playing in the NFL. Uh, they were pretty dominating from the second they hit the field. So <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, oh, uh, snap.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there's any defensive duo in the NFL right now that is probably even close to what those two did. But I, I am excited about this game. I... And I am glad I, I saw Lamar Jackson get asked about playing Patrick Mahomes. and He's like, no, I don't want to play that guy. <laughs> He's a <laughs> yeah.
1: future I Hall of Famer. I don't favorite. enjoy it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so I, I liked that. I, I kind of find myself, I'm not rooting against any of these last four teams that are in. I, uh, you could make yeah. a case uh, for me at least on why I would root for any of these four teams to win a Super Bowl, and I'd be completely okay with it.
1: I just hope they all have fun. You
0: know, that's really it. <laughs> right. And the games are at a weird time. I don't,
1: I, I never bad. remember
0: this because they do this every year. Maybe it's the same time every year, but the chiefs kick off at two o'clock central time. And then the lions and 49ers are at five thirty central time. Uh, even last Sunday, I went to turn on the TV at noon and there weren't games on. And I was like, wait, why, why are we not playing mm-hmm. football right now? Because there's two games left which is also another sad thing Uh, we're gonna have to get into more baseball and and basketball talk which does lead into our next uh, topic major league baseball announced the 2024 hall of fame hall of fame class which is another one of those bittersweet moments for me because you have guys that are coming into the hall of fame now that i watched pretty much their whole career like i remember when joe mauer was an up-and-coming young catcher And now here he is being elected into the Hall of Fame, which is just, it kind of sucks, honestly. Like, this has already happened with football because, yeah, I can remember um, guys like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I remember them starting their NFL careers. I remember them playing in college, and they're Hall of Famers. They're going to be Hall of Famers. It's, It's wild to see that for me. But you had Adrian Beltre make it in who I think is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I have even seen some clips of him this week of like people trying to touch his head and mess with him. (laughs) Can relate, because I actually hate it when people touch my head. Uh, He was another one of those guys, like, you know, I have a third-baseman crush. Mm -hmm. Watching him play was amazing. And then he's so accomplished, you almost don't realize just how good he was. But he almost hit 500 home runs. He had over 3,000 hits. He had a lifetime average of 286. Like he was very impressive, but somehow also went very under the radar, Uh, five-time gold glove winner. Very, very great hall of fame career. But even for, I guess myself kind of underrated how good he was. And like I said, Joe Maurer, one of the best hitting catchers of all time. Uh, There was an era there where I think he was on MLB the show twice in a row. He's hitting like three sixty in the season. Wonderful catcher. And then the last one was Todd Helton, who played first base for the Rockies, was another one of those guys who I can remember him coming up pretty early and kind of following his entire career. And now here he is in the Hall of Fame. It, just, it makes me feel old as shit.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not familiar with the name Helton, if I'm being completely honest, which is a little embarrassing to admit since he's legitimately a Hall of Famer. But Maurer and Belcher, like I knew... Uh, them and mainly the heart of their career like Joe Maurer uh, you know hearing his story of being a a Minnesota kid growing up a fan of the twins and being in high school and being like a a top player for football being a top player for baseball uh, Mm -hmm. in the state of Minnesota going and playing or getting drafted out of high school getting up and playing and then just being the stud of the franchise and just being the face of it it's like that's every kid's dream. Yep. Who is a major sports fan, and he legitimately lived it. And now he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's just really awesome to see. And Beltray, I was just kind of like a fan favorite of him. I never realized how great he actually was during his career. Um, it was always kind of one of like you know one of the better third basemen in the league. But again, I wasn't ever paying attention to the stats and awards that he won. Mm-hmm. And so to see that and, and listen to you kind of list his accolades there, it's pretty, it's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Joe Maurer, too. Uh, he was one hell of a high school football player. He was the number one uh, prospect. for. He was a quarterback, number one prospect in the nation, had committed to Florida State, and then decided to go the baseball route. And I, I was too young to remember it, but I'm sure that there were people who questioned, why is this guy going to play baseball? Mm-hmm. Worked out pretty well uh, for <laughs> Joe Maurer, who made a ton of money. The Hall of Famer now. Like you said, hometown kid with the twins, that's got to feel a lot better than being, uh, I don't know, a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Jets. Like when you're doing it for your home team, it's just its a little bit different. And then Todd Helton, I saw Peyton Manning tweet this out, and one of my favorite Todd Helton things is that he was actually the starting quarterback over Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning was his backup. So uh, I believe Todd Helton started like his senior year when Manning was a freshman and then got hurt pretty early on in the season and Peyton Manning had to take over for him. So it is kind of cool that you see both of those guys like Todd Helton was the starting quarterback at Tennessee when they were very good. Not like what we're seeing now in Tennessee. And then Joe Maurer also exceptional football player. It's kind of cool that they get to go in together.
1: Yeah. No joke. I didn't realize Helton was a quarterback at Tennessee, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then to be that good, I like sometimes you hear about guys of like, oh, yeah, they played a little baseball too or played a little football, mm-hmm. but they didn't really, they weren't anything impressive. But, like I mean, Patrick Todd Mahomes, Elton was – Jameis Winston, yeah.
1: like <laughs> – Right.
0: Yeah, like, okay, yeah, sure, I like, get it. Your dad was a baseball player. But, I mean, being the starting quarterback uh, was pretty impressive. And then, I mean, when just looking ahead to what could be next year, there are some really big names too um, – I think the one that is just a very obvious is Ichiro. Ichiro should be first ballot Hall of Fame. I, I think he's probably the best Should've hitter I've this ever year. <laughs> seen. Yeah, I don't think he wasn't eligible this year. No, Next but year just, like
1: he's just one of those guys that everyone loves. It's like, yeah, why don't we just put him in immediately? Like, this just this. yeah,
0: yeah. I I still think about Kobe Bryant every time. We're like, why are we waiting for this guy to make mm-hmm. it in the Hall of Fame? There should like why are we not just giving an exception of like hey we know you're gonna make it in, we're not making you wait. We don't need to do that. You know it doesn't. It shouldn't be something that happens every year,
1: and it shouldn't because, count for the remaining class. It should just be like yeah, this is an automatic. Thank you for your greatness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or <laughs> even some of these guys before they finish their career, like Peyton LeBron Manning James. at the, the end of his career. Yeah, LeBron James. You know, they're going to be in the basketball hall of fame. What they've done to this point is already good enough to be in the hall of fame. But uh, even off whatever,
1: the court, like he has a school, he's made a billion dollars, he has a mm-hmm. lifetime deal with Nike. Yeah,
0: put like him in. Tom, Tom Brady, why are we waiting to put Tom Brady in the hall of fame? He's going to make it. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, you know, I get it. So, like, Patrick Mahomes has had a wonderful career. He's gonna play a lot more years. Maybe wait. Who knows? Maybe he gets injured and he plays ten more years. But he sucks. So we're gonna to wait to put him in. But some of these other, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, even if he comes back next year, and he's absolute garbage, still a hall of famer.
1: Thousand percent. Yep.
0: Yeah. So while we are on the topic of thinking out loud, um, I did have some things. We haven't done this in a while. Of like a, just almost like a tell the truth, thinking out loud. I think it's time for me to admit I have gotten really into college gymnastics,
1: <laughs> which
0: might even sound like a like a creepy thing, a little pervy, right? Which I I feel bad like admitting it because people yeah. are gonna be like, "Yeah, you're just looking at asses." But I'm in I'm into the sport of it. I mean, let me know. I can't blame <laughs> it. But. I watched. An LSU gymnastics meet, from start to finish, she didn't compete in a single event, <laughs> and what? I still watched the whole thing.
1: Why did she start not start finish?
0: Uh, I don't know if she was injured. I, oh, okay. I have no idea, but she. I was like, she wait, didn't did she actually Suck. <laughs> I think she's actually pretty good. I, I'm still very early on. I think she's actually pretty good. She just wasn't going for that meet.
1: Do uh, Have you watched any North Carolina State gymnastics?
0: Mm-mm, I haven't. My no.
1: uh, The company that I worked for in Kansas City, the my boss, her daughter is a gymnast at North Carolina State. Absolute stud. Her name nice. is Emily Shepard. Well, she's she's on good. my radar. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Look at me. I know gymnasts. There you go. Gymnastics. Hey, you, wa- you want to watch it with me?
0: <laughs> is that even more creepy? <laughs> yeah, it is, especially when you say it out loud. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey boys, got a twelve pack? Come on over, gymnast. <laughs> what do they call? It? Is it a
0: meet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, meets on.
1: That's no. Yeah, that's see, that's even worse. Keep going. College gymnastics. You enjoy watching it though? Yeah, I am. I'm invested.
0: I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be one of those new sports for me.
1: Heck yeah! What's uh, yeah. your favorite event?
0: The floor routine. Really? Which is also maybe like the lamest. Of the events that so you say, can Bill, do.
1: You, boy, you like those cool dance moves, <laughs> right? It's it's so awful, but the flips and twirls, like I mean, I'll admit it. Like I can't do that. Like watching gymnastics mm-hmm. is the one thing where I watch and is like, yeah, I cannot do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely no chance that I could ever even come close.
1: The the balance and coordination of that, I'm ever
0: even at my peak, I could never.
1: Like even the that. I can what, barely do bars? a
0: pull up. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> to like do the bar, like to even jump up and grab it and then hold yourself there to then get yourself spinning. Right. right. That ain't happening, my guy. I'd get half a spin. Like my feet would get above my head and my fingers would come off. Be like, oh, I'm flying now. Broken <laughs> yeah. back, scorpion. And
0: yeah, I have a dislocated shoulder now. Or <laughs> yeah. even getting onto the balance beam.
1: Didn't realize how skinny that thing was. That would be
0: so embarrassing to have to crawl up there.
1: (laughs) They need to have a multi-view of that. Like, this is how skinny it is. Now this is the moves that they're doing. Because they always Mm -hmm. show it from the side. And it's like, yeah, that thing's like a foot width. Like, their whole foot's Mm -hmm. on there. False. It is not. Their heel is. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of that foot's just hanging on for dear life. Like, you got your toes scraping the side of it. Like, come on. Yep. Stay here. Yeah. You, You don't know it yet, but you're in. I think I am. <laughs> Forget wrestling. I'm a college gymnastics, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, for, for me, though, my thinking out loud Thursday uh, is going to be the, the app that was formerly known as Twitter. We now call it X. Uh, they have this new thing called the For You page, which, you know, every app's doing it. Like Instagram's mm-hmm. done it as well. Like, I'm sorry. I know you're all taking it from TikTok with this algorithm that's going to build generated feed for you to see off you know, what other people are looking at. But sometimes it's like the posts that are there that you've now built the algorithm around is because I'm not used to seeing that on my page and it's there and it's like, well, this isn't like, okay, I'm going to read it, but it doesn't mean I want to see it another 45 times. I have seen so many people die or shootings or (laughs) shootouts or fights or knockouts Uh on X because of this stupid for you page. And it's like also there's porn just straight up on there. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be, I'm just strolling through, and it's like, why is this an ad, and why is it on my For You page? Like, I've not searched porn or anything on, <laughs> on Twitter. Twitter. Like, I'm like, no, it's not, like, I, I'm sitting there, like, I can't even look at it at work because, like, I'm worried uh-huh. a coworker's going to walk in and be like, what are you watching there? And it's like, I was reading yep. a tweet about how Bill Belichick might replace Andy Reid. Now you're looking at Ash Jiggle. I'm not trying to look at that, <laughs> and I'm
0: sorry. Facebook is bad for me, too, uh, because I was scrolling through Marketplace, like trying to sell some stuff uh, around the house that I don't need anymore on Marketplace. And I saw a picture of a girl who was selling a prom dress. Mm-hmm. But I used to teach that girl. So I clicked on it to be like, oh, that's her selling a prom dress. Yeah, now cool. I get so many targeted ads for prom dresses. Yes. This should be, like, I actually kind of like the algorithm of, like, hey, I mentioned golf balls. Show me some ads for golf balls. Appropriate,
1: yes, that's right. appropriate.
0: But you should be able to select, select like, no, actually, I just I clicked on that once. I don't need mm-hmm. that anymore. Like, please stop showing me prom dresses. This is getting <laughs> inappropriate. Or like you said with Twitter being just weird, that's the way my Instagram is. I can't yeah. watch Instagram reels because it's – People getting literally like shot, not like, oh look, a person pulled a gun out. I wonder what's going to happen. Video mm-hmm. cuts off. No, it is just straight violence all the time. Yeah, where it's it's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just, like, just uh, yeah. Or like you said, can't pull that up at work. Don't want anybody to see that one for sure. But <laughs> yeah. it is. And it's crazy too because everybody blames like TikTok of like it's so inappropriate. Look at the content that's on there. My Instagram is 10 times worse than TikTok yes, ever
1: was. I, mine was. I changed my – I'm going to have to do the same thing on X now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. But like, I had to change my content settings uh, mm-hmm. to like remove that stuff, and it made a world of difference for me because Instagram was bad. Like, You talk about all these Instagram models. Yeah, they're, they're out there, and they're <laughs> just like, look at me. And it's like, I'm not <laughs> trying to, but here you are. <laughs> Guess I'll take a peek.
0: <laughs> while i'm here yeah i mean just
1: thinking out loud every thought's coming out right now let's move to another one uh bill belichick uh, i think it was mike florio that kind of came out with it was like you know belichick might be waiting on getting one of these head coach opportunities because the chiefs are unsure what andy reed might do if he might retire belichick would be interested in the job yeah i'll just be honest i respectfully would not want bill belichick to replace andy reed Because any success the Chiefs have from there, I feel like would be given to Belichick, and it would overrule everything Andy's done, and we would just continue the greatness of Belichick on another team that he just kind of slid in and took over. And I don't think that's Mm -hmm. fair, and I don't want that either.
0: Yeah, and I supported Belichick through the Brady era with the Patriots of this is the greatest coach of all time. His mm-hmm. resume definitely still is. And I'm not trying to take like a lot away from him, but I have kind of pumped the brakes on his greatness uh, because I think we were all looking forward to what would happen after Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. When I mean, he was in charge. He was the GM. He built the roster. He built the team. And now they're what, drafting like, number three, number four overall. Like, they did very bad. And maybe this is just like players as you get older, your body's just not there anymore as a coach. Maybe your mind's not there. Maybe the motivation's not there. So I, he can still be the greatest coach of all time. I wouldn't want him to be the head coach of my team. Uh, yeah. y- if I were a Falcons fan, I wouldn't want him coaching my team. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's just because he's old. I, d- I wouldn't have said that 10 years ago. I'd be like, hell yeah, let's get him. But I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, too. And the rumors about Andy Reid, too, are just they're kind of wild. I don't yeah. know, I don't know. Tracy
1: Wolfson, came out, or Wolfson t- came out earlier and was like, I've checked with multiple sources that are very close to Andy Reid, mm-hmm. and they're saying, like, Andy Reid's got two more years on his contract. He's nowhere near thinking retirement. But, like, we know how that works. Like, mm-hmm. you're older, we've seen the health issues, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of been there for Andy Reid. It wouldn't be a surprise if he retires at all. But if they find a way yeah. to get to the Super Bowl and win it, and I heard Nick Wright say this, and ever since then I've kind of believed it, is that if you win this Super Bowl – why would you not try to do everything you can to go win it next year and win three in a row? Nobody's ever done it. You would mm-hmm. be solidified in history. And like Your your career's already great, but even for like Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all those guys on the defense, why would you not want to do that?
0: Yeah, it, it seems like there's still probably a good couple of years for Andy Reid. But who knows? Because I, we just saw Nick Saban kind of surprisingly yeah. retire this year too. So I, I think there's a lot up in the air. And I, I think a lot of people, too, get mixed up with, like, what's an opinion and what's a report of, yeah. like, hey, this could happen because it's your opinion or it could happen because that's what you're hearing as a journalist. I, I saw yeah. somebody even report not reporting. Um, it was their opinion of, like, maybe Travis Kelsey retires after this season. And she even tweeted with it. I haven't heard anything. This is not reporting. I'm just wondering. What if he and Jason both retire? What if they have some interest with the podcast, seeing where that goes? Clearly, Jason uh, or it's not sorry, Travis and Taylor are pretty serious thing. Maybe he yeah. wants to go explore the freedom of not playing in an NFL season. But it's one hundred percent an opinion, not a yeah. report of this is what you're hearing. But uh, who knows? Like I said, Nick Saban just surprisingly retired. Maybe Andy Reid, maybe they get eliminated on Sunday and he's like, that's that's it for me. Or maybe they win a Super Bowl and he says, I'm good with that. Uh, yeah. Who or knows? Tires on the field, him.
1: Chad Henne style. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Or, or like Derrick Henry, who's like, all right, well, thanks for everything.
1: <laughs> you
0: guys have been great and we'll see you later, uh, which pretty much is time for us to do that too. Uh, thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, here on Mic'd Up, Big Country, and I'll be back at it again next week, uh, figuring out who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Yep. That I, hope pretty that, sad. I hope that it's the Chiefs and the Lions. And if it's not, I hope that it's the Ravens and the 49ers. Which, you know <laughs> what, though? Parting shots here. I could even get on board with the Chiefs and 49ers.
1: little rematch.
0: I just don't want it to be Lions-Ravens, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I think that's what it is.
0: <laughs> but those are two teams that like to run the football, and that's the kind of football I like.
1: It'd be such a boring Super Bowl. It'd be boring than thirteen to three. Yep. Yep. Patriots, brams That's dude. a that's
0: a win win,
1: win win for me. I, I don't care
0: who <laughs> makes it. Like you said, as long as both teams have fun. But that's it for us tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us, and we'll talk to y'all again real soon.